Chip Patterson here with the First Cut Podcast. Before we get into this week's show, I want to take some time to let you know that there is a new way to get the latest scores, news, and highlights for golf and all of your favorite sports. You've heard us talk about it before. It's CBS Sports HQ. Brand new 24-7 streaming channel covering the biggest games, the best plays, and crucial insights from around sports. You can stream this for free. Uh, You can stream it anytime a couple different ways. The CBS Sports app on your Apple TV, on your phone, on your mobile devices, on your Roku, Amazon Fire, anything that's connected, OTT, you can stream it through the CBS Sports app. Or if you want to watch online, you can do that at cbssportshq.com. Kyle's on there all the time. I'm on there a good bit. Uh, We try to provide that, and they give promotions for this podcast. So we want to give them some promotions back. So make sure you watch it online at cbssportshq.com or through the CBS Sports app and enjoy this week's show. Yes, and welcome back to the First Cut Podcast with Kyle Porter. I am Chip Patterson. Kyle Porter's right there. He is packing all of his finest golf shirts for Augusta National <laughs> Golf Club as we speak. Uh, he is... Hey, does, does, the, does the family... Uh, sort of know it's master's time or major time. Is there a little bit of a, a vibe around the house where you can tell that it's a it's it's about to be time for uh for you to leave the shed and go out into the wilderness for a little while? <laughs> go go kill something and bring it back so we can all eat. Hey, for last the, for the for the rest of the spring. Uh, yeah, I think they do. There, there's definitely a sense of like you know something's going on and and we're going to be travel or I'm going to be traveling and and stuff like that. It's uh this is my favorite time of year um from from a, just a general sports standpoint cuz you got I don't really watch it anymore, but I think it's always fun when baseball starts. You've got a ton of stuff going on in football, but then mostly um just because of of March Madness and and the Masters. I think it's such a such a cool and really hopeful time of the year. Springtime. I mean, Easter time, springtime. It's it's all it's yeah. all it's all that same uh that same general vibe. It's fun. It's uh it's 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 got me it's it's got me looking ahead and and you know, we've just had one of the craziest NCAA tournaments uh so far in recent memory, complete with, you know, first evers and a mid major eleven seed making the run. But I'm Am I am I a second? Okay, and we'll we are going to. By the way, listeners, we are going to be doing rootability. Uh, this will be the first of several different ways that we are going to attack uh, our looking ahead to the 2018 Masters. Um, but before we do that, I want to talk about match play. I want to talk about the Houston Open, um, and I, I want to go ahead and throw this out there because this ties into rootability. I don't want any Cinderella stories at this Masters. <laughs> Right, like I, well, I, I, whatever is four one seeds. Well, that was like two thousand eight. I think was four one seeds. Um, yeah, yeah I, whatever the Masters equivalent of four one seeds is, that's what I want uh, at Augusta this year. Well, I, before we jump into that, I got to say I I don't read a ton of non golf stuff these days, but I did get onto this website called CBSSports.com on Saturday. And I read your piece on Loyola beating uh, Kansas State, and it was uh, it was fantastic. I really enjoyed it. It was really well done, and, and uh, just a really cool story. So so kudos on that. I wanted uh, to tell you, you that uh, after we started taping. Oh, uh, that was very nice. 
Um, they were cool. <laughs> they were they were cool. It's a good story. You should go check it out. Um, but all right, so this is this is a, a good pivot point. We I I was sitting on my hands on Saturday uh, because sports wise, we really didn't have anything until uh, the tip off of Loyola and Kansas State at six oh nine Eastern time. It was I mean it was kind of match play was what we were going. So I kind of felt like. Uh, yeah, I f- felt like I was I was getting a good share because I was antsy and fired up and ready to go, and so that was kind of tiding me over. Um, it really disappointed me how much of a bloodbath Sunday was after getting excited with all the action on Saturday. For Bubba Watson, is it um, is it more exciting for Bubba Watson as a as a player for the season, or does seeing Bubba Watson win a match play uh, only add to his interesting storyline as a competitor at Augusta. It, it's so hard to get out of the Augusta storylines this time of year. That's I'm, uh, I'm, so it, I'm saying. It's all I'm thinking about. I cannot. Yeah. I cannot say that I'm coming out of Watson winning a WGC, ready to talk about any kind of Watson back. And it's almost like I don't care. I just know that he's he's got two green jackets, and therefore, if he's playing well at this time of year he's got a chance to go back to the place where he can play really, really well and maybe win a third. Yeah. And match play is so weird too, because you look at what he did on Sunday and he, and you're like, wow, he beat Justin Thomas. And then he, then he just destroyed Kevin (laughs) Kisner blood everywhere. Yeah. And and you're like, you're like, wow, that's, that's pretty good. But if you look closer, his actual score, I mean, he, he played, well he didn't play amazing I mean he made one birdie on the front nine against Kisner and he's six up like that's not that's not indicative of anything Bubba Watson has done it's just the fact that Kisner shot a 40 on the front nine and so I think we can sort of read almost too much into the match play stuff um you know just because any I mean it's 18 holes the variables are are so great that that kind of anything can happen but I think what Bubba did in Austin is sort of a microcosm of his entire year and, and just speaks to how good he's been so far in, in 2018. So it's not like if he hadn't been playing well and or won at Riviera, then I would sort of not write it off, but I'd be less inclined to kind of buy into it. But because he won at Riviera, I, I think, you know, I saw some people on Twitter talking about how he's the favorite at Augusta. I don't, I'm out. I'm completely out on that. I, I don't, <laughs> I don't think, I don't think that's a, it's not a, it's not a great take just because he only has, again, four top tens at major championships. Now, yeah, two of them have been masters wins. That's true. But his, his consistency at Augusta, I just, it, it hasn't been there with the likes of, of Spieth or even, even Justin Rose. I mean, Justin Rose over the last five years, his average finish on the leaderboard is 10.6. Uh, the only other person that was close to him was Rory at 10.8. Now, that doesn't include Jordan Spieth because he has only played the last four years, which is a crazy stat in and of itself. It feels like he's been there for 15 years. Um, but yeah, the the Bubba thing, I, I think he is a favorite. I don't think he is the favorite going into the Masters. Justin, we, we are going to get into that, but we're going to get into the predictions of uh, you know ranking the field, Again, rootability coming later, but am am I sensing in your early stat drop that uh, Justin Rose, the man who's got uh, second place or T two finishes in two of the last three years, might be one of your dark horses? 
Well, it's going to be hard for it's going to be hard for him to be a dark horse. I think. Uh, it, th- here's the thing, like, but the, he was, is. All right. So how about this? All right. Maybe not in terms of odds, and maybe not in terms of winning, but in terms yeah. of the conversation around this year's yeah. Masters. Justin Rose is a great example of if you know golf and follow it closely, you can absolutely see. Uh, like it is not hard to stretch reality and see him winning the Masters, but because of everybody else that's there and in in the conversation and in the consciousness, I do think Justin Rose is flying a little bit below the radar. I I agree with you about that, and and the, the where that sort of played out was in my uh, ranking the field. So I do this piece every year. Where I rank everybody from one to this year so far it's eighty eight. It could be eighty nine, depending on who wins the Houston Open, and. I don't think I had him in the top five. I have to go back and look. But but then I'm like, gosh, shouldn't he be in the top five? He's got 13 top tens in his last 15 appearances or tournaments worldwide. His average, he's got the best average finish of anybody in the last five Masters. I, I there's so many at, at at the top of this field. There's so many great players who also have a great history at Augusta that. I don't know what to do with everybody. I mean, it, I, I had John Rahm outside the top 10 until I was like, what am I doing? Like, this is, this is insane. Uh, it, it, to your point, like it, the field, especially at the top is so deep and so good that there's going to be guys that are not on people's top five and top 10 lists that you're like, wow, that guy sh- should probably be on your list. But you, you can, you know, looking at different numbers, you can kind of justify different things. All right. So the field for the Houston Open this week, Justin Rose is in it. Jordan Spieth, Ricky Fowler, Phil Mickelson. Um, we don't always get uh, I don't have the schedule put up in front of me, but is this one of the, the more prominent uh, tournaments right before a major, at least on the PGA Tour? I know that we get the what do we get right before the the, the Open Championship in July? Isn't there another one? Um, the week before the, overseas. Well, you got the Scottish Open over there, but you got the fifth major, the John Deere over here. That's, that's right. Uh, the, the <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, to your point, I think well, the the one that I would look at is is Bridgestone because that's usually the week before the PGA Championship, mm. and and because it's a WGC, most guys play in that. But in terms of the other three before Masters, wait, hold on. Before, they're 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 still hosting the Bridgestone after Hideki just burned it down. I didn't I didn't <laughs> know that they had rebuilt it. I thought that it's all all gone. They, LeBron built another course in Akron for them to for them to play it at. We are all witnesses. Uh, all right. Anyway, Houston Open. But yeah, I I think it's I think what's super interesting is to see the guys, and you see it pretty consistently year after year. Who who likes to play the week before a major and who doesn't? And Phil pretty much always does. We've seen him go to Scotland. Uh, he always plays St. Jude right before the U.S. Open, even if he doesn't play the U.S. Open like we saw last year. Uh, and he always plays the Houston Open right before the Masters. And and this year we're seeing – I thought what was even more interesting is this year you see guys skip the match play, uh, guys like Henrik Stinson, Justin Rose, Ricky Fowler, because they don't want to have played f- four or five weeks in a row and then go to Houston because they do want to have played the week before. And so you see, you see a lot of that this year. Um, so yeah, it, it's, you know, DJ, uh, withdrew, which was kind of interesting given his performance at the match play. He finished chip last in the field in strokes gained at match play. Mm. He could, he, 
he couldn't even be buoyed by a 489 yard drive on Friday last in the field in strokes game. Not yeah, good. I was, uh, I was disappointed that the only real highlight we had from Dustin Johnson in match play was the shot tracker of that 489. Wasn't it against Kisner too? There, yeah. There wasn't even a video of it. Yeah. I was like, what, what are we it's 2018? What are we doing here? Yeah. No, that's what I'm saying. Like we had the, like we had a great opportunity. You know, I would think match play, Dustin Johnson, you know, you asked me a week ago, I'm like, oh man, he could light that thing up. He could go and win that thing. And I just, you know, the fact that the only highlight we have is a single shot tracker clip yeah. of this amazing drive. All right, cool. Little, very disappointed in that. Um, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't, what's we've, we've got plenty of time to get into our expectations for Dustin Johnson, but that, how about this? That impacted my expectations from DJ. Like if, if I've got a wavering, do you think he'll win or do you not think he'll win percentages? I think that my weight just got tipped more to not think he'll win given his performance at match play. Well, I, I think that's fair because be, because of how many guys there are up top, because of how many names we've already talked about and, and have yet to talk about, that any sort of small variable can can push you in one direction or the other. And so DJ finishing dead last in strokes gained at match play. Concerning. I mean, that's – yeah, it, it's a variable. However much weight you want to put into it, it it's, it's a variable either way. And so – when you have that many guys up top, it, it's just it's easier to 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 put more weight into it. And it is I mean, it's mildly concerning. Like he was just really terrible. And you got I don't even think he saw the 18th hole all week and not because he was winning either. Mm. Um, so, yeah, pretty, pretty interesting, especially after uh, last year when he didn't trail at match play. Um, what about Jordan Spieth? What do we like? This was uh, this this is not uh, this is not a particular time where Jordan Spieth and uh, his it's it's easy it's easy to nitpick at Jordan Spieth, but when if there's something to blame right now, what is it? Well, right now, me and Jordan Spieth have uh, a couple things in common. One is oh. that we, we we both live in Dallas. Mm-hmm. We both wear a lot of Under Armour, mm-hmm. and neither of us is ranked in the top 170 on the PGA Tour in putting. Jeez. I didn't know it was that bad. I knew he finished near the bottom of the field and strokes gained at match play, but also it was match play. So that is uh, on the season or since the start of 2018? On the season. He's 171st in strokes gained putting. Wow. Mm. Not good. And and I think that like I think he thought it was turning around when we got to around Riviera, kind of that that point in the season. And there, there was a good, there was a really good article on I think it was golfweek.com. I can't remember who wrote it. I wish I could. Just about how Spieth always kind of struggles on that West Coast swing a little bit in terms of um, in terms of putting, and then it sort of progressively gets better throughout the year. But it's it's not really getting better. He was 62nd out of 64 in the field at match play in, in putting. And, uh, I mean, it, it sounds crazy, but that's that's one of my top three storylines for Houston this week is what what kind of putting weight does he have? I, I think I think Spieth is a little bit, um, like, streak and statistics proof when it comes to Augusta. 
Like, I think he just goes there and it's like, whatever, like it doesn't like none of it matters. Like he just sort of enters the, the, the magical kingdom where he (laughs) dominates all of his powers return to him or something like that. I I really do think it's a little bit like that. And so I'm not gonna, he's still at the top of my guys. I, I, uh, ranking the field list. Like I, I'm not gonna completely overreact, but it's definitely uh, a thing. And it's definitely a little bit of a concern heading into the first major. Are you hiring, posting your position to job sites and waiting and waiting for the right people to see it? Well, ZipRecruiter knew there was a smarter way, so they built a platform that finds the right job candidates for you. ZipRecruiter learns what you're looking for, and then it identifies people with the right experience and invites them to apply to your job. In fact, 80% of employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site in just one day. The right candidates, they are out there, just like players you can root for in the Masters. ZipRecruiter is how you find them. And right now, our listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash first cut. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash first cut. ZipRecruiter.com slash first cut. It's ZipRecruiter. It is the smartest way to hire. All right, before we get into uh, rootability, uh, rootability rankings for these masters, let's get into uh, some of these picks. Who do you think ends up winning in Houston? <laughs> well, I actually took the guy we just talked about, Spieth. Whoa, um, wow. Yeah, I'm kind of I'm kind of going against... So, so this is this is one of the first times I've seen in the last I don't know three or four years where you have a field that's not a major field and and you could probably even include a lot of major fields uh, where Spieth is not one of the top two or three favorites. Uh, he's tied for so uh, Justin Rose and Ricky Fowler are the favorites at ten to one, and then I think Stenson, Spieth, and uh, I think Stinson and Spieth are next at 12 to one. Wow. So I guess he's, he's tied for third, but it, it was a little bit eye opening, and, and I just, it, it, it's a play where I'm like, I, I just believe in Jordan Spieth in the long term, And so if, if that's true, logically, I, he has to turn it around some point with his putter. Nah, and I, yeah, I like it because if you also are rooting for stories, Spieth is the one where you need to, it's like everyone Every character in our story has had like a little little buzz in the last like month, month and a half. And mm-hmm. now and now we need Speeth to get that little uh to get that little kick that'll just have him going to Augusta. Like everybody at the big boys table at Augusta needs to have something they can point to to say, Hey, well, look, this just happened, so you gotta pick me. Yeah. I mean the last piece of the puzzle is either Spieth or Fowler winning this week. Yeah, 100%. or them going to to a playoff or something. Uh, how, what do you think about Fowler? Like, uh, does is he was he under consideration for your top ten lock or any of your other expert picks? Uh, I've got Rose as my top ten lock again. Thirteen top tens in his last fifteen starts worldwide. He skipped match play, so he's going to be fresh. I just think he is. He's just so locked in right now. Um, Fowler, uh, he's played pretty well this year he's another guy strokes gain putting he's like 127th which is not good um so yeah he he was you know 
obviously he's one of the top five or six stars in the tournament. So I considered him, but I, I just, you know, Spieth has finished. He missed the cut here last year, but before that he finished like T13 and T2. He finished T2 the week before he won the 15 masters. So um, I, I think that, I think that honestly, I think what happens with Spieth this week will tell you a lot about what's going to happen to him at Augusta. That's not universally true, but uh, I think it. I think it. Uh, I think it might be this week with speed. Who do you uh, have? And then, oh yeah, go ahead. My long shot was was Charles Howe. <laughs> that that's that's more of a I'm rooting for him more than anything. He's he's fifty to one. He has to win to get in the Masters. He needed to get. I believe he needed to get to the final four uh, in match play, which he got to the final sixteen. He needed to win. He he lost to. Uh, I think he lost to Barnrat. He needed to win two more. Uh, to to get into the Masters and and didn't get it done, uh, but yeah, I just I, I would love to uh, I'd love to see him at Augusta, and I know that that place is obviously really special to him, uh, being being from there, and uh, I don't know, he's played really well at Augusta or at uh, Houston the last couple of years. He's got I think two top tens in the last three years, so who knows? Maybe he gets it done, and uh, the field is eighty nine next week instead of eighty eight. Is it uh, Chucky three sticks or Chucky triple sticks? Uh, I just go Chuck. Chuck. Yeah. He's a poke, right? He's a what? He's an Oklahoma State guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, He's my guy. Have you you gotten a chance to meet him? Yeah, he's great. He's he's probably um, been... I mean, most most of the guys on PGA Tour are super professional, but he's kind of gone out of his way to be helpful with stuff. Um, just in terms of, Hey, I need a quote for a story or, Hey, what do you think about this? Should I do this? And he's always awesome about all that stuff. I I can't, uh, when people ask me like, you know, who's, who's great, who do you, who do you like, who's whatever? Cause people, you know, people do that. They just want to know about people that they watch on TV for sure. And I'm like, well, you don't, you won't, you know, a lot of people are like, who's that? But I always, I always give them. Uh, Charles Howe because he's he's the best he's um, incredibly kind incredibly professional uh, and he's also made 35 million dollars in his career on the PGA Tour so he's had a a pretty uh, pretty impressive career even though he only he's only won a couple times golf fans listen up if you love golf then you need to try my new favorite app uh, you're going to hear about it a lot we're really excited it's called draft it's weekly fantasy golf but on draft, you play a real live snake draft with other people. So this isn't uh, this this is picking the best of the best, such as you know we just heard uh, Jordan Spieth for this week's tournament. That's a good pick to win. You just heard you know Justin Rose. That's a good pick for this week's tournament. Here's how it works: drafts last for just one week and take as little as two minutes to complete. And once you're done drafting, that's it. Just sit back and watch the points roll in. Drafts start every couple of minutes, so you can actually go and join one right now. And the best part is you're playing for cold, hard cash, baby. Drafts start from just $1, so there's a draft for everybody. So join me on Draft today. Just search Draft in your app store or play right from your computer at Draft.com. And for a limited time only, all the first cut Listeners will get a free entry into a real money golf draft when you make your first deposit. Just use the promo code FIRSTCUT, F-I-R-S-T-C-U-T, that's right, FIRSTCUT, and play a real money game for free. 
just by using that promo code. Once again, search Draft in your app store or go to Draft.com and enter the promo code FIRSTCUT. All right, rootability time. Uh, This is part of a massive content block that Kyle assembles uh, for us at CBSSports.com. There, like, there is no better place uh, in this universe or any of the <laughs> multiverses uh, to get you ready than like content moves too fast, Kyle. So this this doesn't make sense from a, the financial standpoint. But like, if if I could print out all of your uh, preview pieces and bind them together, it would make the most kick ass uh, like. <laughs> pre pre masters reading like you you essentially put together an entire athlon sports masters preview <laughs> i'm dead serious it's i'm the feel the phil steel of the masters yes 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 <laughs> i don't i don't know anyone else who covers it more comprehensively and i'm i'm not just buttering you up because we're colleagues and and you're my friend i i really believe that all everything put together makes just an unbelievable and comprehensive preview. So of all these different things, is rootability one of your favorites to write? Because it's always one of my favorites to think about. I don't... Well, first of all, I really appreciate that. But I don't don't know if it's one of my favorites to write. I think it's one of my favorites to just sort of think about philosophically. Me too. Okay, that's where I'm at. Yeah, in terms of like, I know who I sort of root for because I'm rooting, but I'm rooting for different reasons than people watching are rooting. And so I try to uh, kind of link the two in terms of like, hey, this might be the only week of, of golf that you watch, or you might be, this might be one of four weeks that you watch or whatever, and and kind of serve up like, hey, here are some reasons. If you only watch once or twice or three times a year, here are some reasons to root for uh, the top guys in the field. Yeah, I've got buddies that uh, will text me weekly uh, about uh, different golf stuff, and then there's the the friends that only check in three times a year, and you're you're trying to figure out everywhere that those two and everyone in between what they're going for. Um, it's a it's like you said, a very fun, a very fun exercise. Uh, so we don't even really need to spend this much time on it because this wasn't hard, but the 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 sort of top tier is Tiger and Phil, right? Like that's like that is the um like you are not going to find I think I think it would be fun if you get them going against each other, people would have fun picking sides. I can't think of anyone who is a golf fan who would not love to see either one of them at this point in their careers uh play well at Augusta this week. Yeah, you know the the tiger piece of all this is um, it's it's incredibly compelling, and it, it's not just for this week at the Masters either. I, I think the way that I mean, there, there's a new book coming out by uh, I can't remember. It's Armin Katayan and Jeff Benedict, I think, from Sports Illustrated, and it's about Tiger. And it's you know they've they've talked about how uh, he's probably the most um, I can't remember the word that they use, but basically the most polarizing and lightning rod of an athlete in the last 50 years outside of maybe Muhammad Ali. And, and so I, I think what you, the way you think about Tiger says probably more about you than it does about him. And, and I think that that's why I'm so 
intrigued by like what do you what do you see when you see tiger what do you feel when you see tiger playing at the masters and uh, i think for me ultimately it's um I, I I sort of ignore all the off the course stuff, and I and I understand why people hold on to it, but to me it's more about this aging legend. I mean, all time great, probably the best to ever do it. Trying to figure out how to do it as an older guy against a bunch of freaks that he helped create, and to me that I mean there is nothing more compelling than that to me. I, I just I I it's and and that's why I was so jacked up about the Arnold Palmer Invitational when when. It felt like Tiger's moment. It seemed like he was going to make a run at it. And then all of a sudden, uh, Rory shoots 31 on the back. And you're like, well, that's okay. That's one of the outcomes. But the other outcome is Tiger holding him off and Tiger shooting a 30 on the back and winning. And so there's just all these different permutations of uh, Tiger Woods playing golf against all of these superstars these days. And and I just, I, I think that part of it is is incredibly intriguing. And, and Tiger's history here is obviously long and storied. And, um, you know, I, I, I just, I I could not be more compelled by what Tiger does this year at Augusta. So what, all right, so let's, let's pivot then to the young freaks who among that crop do you think, uh, is, is, were, is higher on your rootability rankings or I like the way that you framed that or the most compelling in terms of, uh, someone to root for, to, to be well, to be in contention and to win this thing. Uh, the the two that I have uh, in terms of younger guys that I have up there are uh, Ricky Fowler and and Rory and and for Ricky it's it's getting the first one the first major yeah I think I think his uh, sort of drought if you want to call it that has been pretty well documented um, but for him to get the first at Augusta would be that'd be pretty special and I think that. I think everybody would be pretty excited about it and excited for him. And I just think it would be a really cool galvanizing sports moment. I mean, I know that some people like are turned off by the clothes or the whatever, but I, I think the older he's gotten, the more people have sort of come around to him. Um, and he's, I don't know, he, he's, he feels like the most popular American golfer outside of Phil and tiger, maybe even more so than speed or up there with speed, even though, he doesn't have close to the resume of Spieth or even a Justin Thomas. So he's up there. And then Rory for the Grand Slam. I, this It's crazy to me, but it feels like Rory winning the Grand Slam is flying under the radar. Yeah, it is. And maybe, it's, maybe I'm wrong about that or just the circles that I run in are different or whatever. But only five people have ever done it. And he's one of the three favorites. And he's had four top tens in his last... At four starts at Augusta, so to me that would be uh, that would be incredibly compelling and, and gives you a reason to to root for him. And also, I think he's the best. Him and him and Phil and Tiger probably are the three best shows in sports. We talked about that. The head, uh, best headliner. Yeah, I mean, he just when he wins, it is dramatic, and so I, I think that uh, that definitely plays into it for me. Uh, we're going to get a chance to have Brendan Porath on uh, here a little bit later this week. And one of the things that he's been doing that I want to be sure to ask him about is he's been diving into uh, the broadcasts of old masters. And he made a comment on, he's been, he's been documenting some of it on Twitter if you want to go check it out. But uh, he sent me down the relive rabbit hole of those, of the 2011 masters. Um, yeah. And 
Rory's quad and just let, it's, like it, like it's, it's crazy. It's incredible. Yeah, it's insane. Oh, he was. I, I was. So I was close. actually. I was at that Masters and. I wasn't covering it. I was there as a as a patron, um, <laughs> and I was sitting on sixteen. and And this was before I was kind of deeper into the golf game. And it, it, I just remember just two straight hours of complete just just lunacy. I mean, it was crazy how many times the leaderboard turned over. At one point, I thought Adam Scott was definitely going to win. He did win two years later. But we were set on 16. He almost aces 16. I mean, that whole Tiger that was sort of Tiger had a share of the lead then too. Yeah, I mean, the whole thing was. I trust me, like being there was as insane as whatever people watched on TV because people were just out of their minds about not knowing who was going to win. And then Schwartzel birdies the last four and ends up winning. It was just, it was completely crazy. And that was the other thing when I was reliving it is I was like, well. Schwartzel winning that's uh Loyola winning the I guess Schwartzel doesn't necessarily have sister Jean on his side or or that extra like accessibility angle (laughs) but like when the rest of the leaderboard was what Jason Day Tiger Woods Adam Scott like just studs and Schwartzel just got hot on the right day yeah yeah man I mean it 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 was a little Danny Willard-ish yeah um, just because it, 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 I mean, it was different because, well, it was kind of by himself, but in terms of, it felt like a coronation for Rory, it felt like Spieth going back to back in 16. And then all of a sudden you're like wildly Googling this guy who is, <laughs> who's about to put on the green jacket because <laughs> you need information to write about him. Um, so yeah, 2011 was, was bonkers. Um, on the, on the rootability, who do you think might be a little off the radar, uh, for maybe, or, or just or, like someone who might emerge uh, in the in this year's Masters, uh, and maybe you know someone you're rooting for, um, someone who's got a chance maybe for a breakout. Yeah, the three guys I have for that category: Matt Kuchar, uh, Mark Leishman, and friend of the pod Tommy Fleetwood. That's right. Um, I, I all for different reasons. Kuchar winning here would be really cool. I think that this one is sort of. I mean, it means the most to most guys, but it's really meant a lot to him. And he's and he's performed well here. And especially coming off the Open last year and just kind of how he lost to Spieth to get a major, to get the Masters at his age, I, I think everybody would be really happy for him. Mark Leishman uh, missed the Masters a couple years ago because his wife almost died. And he's played really well here in the past. Uh, he played in the f- second-to-last pairing, I believe, with Adam Scott in 13 when he won. He's got a top five here. I, I, everybody loves him. I think it would be cool to see him win. And then Fleetwood is just, I don't know. I don't, I think that people get pretty wrapped up and, Oh, I want to see an American win the masters. And, but if you can get outside of that, uh, somebody who has a legit chance at winning, he's just a, he's just a affable guy. Like he's just fun. And like, he loves golf and he loves being on tour. And uh, I don't know. He's just one of the more pleasant people that I've, that I've been around. Uh, in this business so to to see him be able to win would be pretty cool as well i think that i'm gonna on that note i i think that justin rose is pretty high on my rootability for the masters i've spoken before i was spoken before about how for whatever reason that that heartbreak miss just puts him just has created a soft spot in uh soft spot in my heart for him in this in the sports emotion world 
Yeah. So, I mean, some people like really don't like him, and, but they're for reasons that are sort of not uh, grounded in reality. Uh, like just his sunglasses or like the, I don't know, just different things. It's that the he pointy, does are, he's just got a pointy face. You know what? Some, <laughs> some people just aren't a fan of a pointy face, you know? And that's, that's not, that's, that's the way God made him. You know, you can't, you can't impact that. I don't, I haven't, I haven't met Justin Rose. I think I've sat in a press conference, but I've never done face to face with Justin Rose, but I've got no reason to root against him. He's nasty. He's a great golfer. I like his game. I wasn't going to say it. I'm, I'm glad that you did. He He's another guy who, uh, as professional as it gets, I've interviewed him for a story about uh, the Masters before, and he is he, he just kind of goes above and beyond. He's incredibly nice, incredibly professional. Uh, people like him, uh, and he's an unbelievable ball striker. He's fun to watch, I think. Not the best putter ever, but I'm with you. I, I think it'd be I think it'd be pretty cool if you won this event. All right, Kyle, we got a lot of content coming up this week, so be sure to rest your voice, lemon water, tea, everything that you need to do. Um, We will be back uh, again later this week. Brendan Porath will be uh, joining us. That'll be a lot of fun. We still are going to talk some of the biggest storylines, Kyle's key one aspect of the game of golf uh, that's very, very important to winning at Augusta. We, of course, will have expert picks We will get into ranking the field. Uh, A lot more to come. Kyle, um, we're fired up. We really appreciate everything. Yeah, Chip, uh, this is the best time of year for golf fans, so looking forward to it.